Welcome to the Let Us Reason Together broadcast with pastor-teacher Dr. James Sutton of Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Church. Please stay tuned to the end of the broadcast for more contact information. And now your host, Dr. James Sutton. Here we go. Hey, Tanika, I was, you know, like I said, I was getting response back from our show about uh, church abuse, which is domestic violence abuse and you being an author. It's almost, to me, it's like this. People who go through it and recognize it and get through it have become experts. You know what I'm saying? You don't you don't have to have a PhD or a university degree to learn theory. When somebody goes through something, they become an expert at it. Now they may not be able to articulate it, but they are have entrenched themselves in an expert. I mean, what kind of would you want a doctor just went to school and never performed surgery, or would you want a doctor that went to school or not went to school but performed the surgery hundreds and hundreds of times? You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I would, with the experience. Yeah, I want the one with the experience, and you can always give them uh, book that book thing. So, like I said, I'm getting inboxes in my uh, email, and they're asking the question. And I know you just answered it, but I I want to just back <laughs> up, and I know you're gonna say it a little different, but I'm sure the substance will be there. The question is, uh, Pastor Jay and Tanika, how do I get out of this church abuse? When all when I feel my whole world, I left the world to join the so-called church, and everything that I've invested in the past five to six years revolves around church, and I'm being abused by the leadership. Whichever level I'm being abused, I finally recognize I'm being abused, but I want to stay. What do you say to that? Well, you gotta think. T-H-I-N-K. Okay. The hurt is now knowledge. First, you have to acknowledge what's going on. And it always starts with your mind. If you're not going to acknowledge and accept what is happening, you'll never leave. Point blank, period. Everything that we do is a choice. And every choice that we make, whether good or bad, you have to decide in your mind if you're going to leave. Now, sometimes the Lord allows you to get a little dose of reality check and he'll send people to share stuff with you like this isn't right and all of that. However, if you're not going to listen to them and your mind is bent on staying because you have grown attached to the people, even though you are being harmed, then you are compromising and you are settling for yourself to continue to be in that abusive space. And it doesn't get better. It gets worse as everything does over time. So mindset is always the thing. It's not being sick and tired of being sick and tired. It is I should not tolerate or allow myself to be in such a harmful situation. You have to take yourself out of the situation just for a little bit. Be objective and look if it was somebody else in the same situation. What would you say to that person if they came and told you, hey, you're being hurt, you're being abused. You know what? You don't deserve that. Leave. If you can't say that objectively to yourself, then you are willing to stay and you're willing to put up with abuse. And guess what? Sad to say you are making the choice to continue in that. Okay. And and, and, and this is what I, I, I just question came to my mind. That thing we call compromise, you know, we also call it making an excuse to stay in that uh, that situation. And we put labels on it like we're doing it because of Jesus. We're doing it because of the Holy Spirit. We're doing it because 
the, some 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 teacher, somebody in leadership that read a verse to me out of the Bible that should make me feel comfortable in the confusion of an uncomfortable situation. Um, the Holy Spirit want me to stay. I believe that I can make it better if I stay. And what really happens, you're just emboldening. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. You're just emboldening the abuser even the more because they know what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? They do know what they're doing, which makes everything even the more tragic. Yeah, it's 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 you emboldening them even more to continue doing. And, and we saying just leave, you know, and I say get out of these rat hole churches. And really, that's what we mean. You You need to get out of these rat hole churches and you need to get a church that exp- see this is this is what I do know those churches who teach sound bible doctrine expositional teaching and preaching not subject matter not not uh let's let's get a come up from a throw up to let's get up but really teach bible the truth it will empower you to make sound decisions, to, to look at things as though they truly are, not as you want them to be, but as they truly are. And you'll find out when I'm finding out um, just with the story of Jimmy, the pastor he was under was not teaching nothing. You know what I'm saying? By his own admission now. But look how long does it take? Look how what he had to go through to get to that understanding. But a lot of people stay in those situations. Because they become comfortable in the abuse. So if if I'm comfortable in the abuse, let me ask you this. Should I Okay, since you've been since you wrote the book, should I seek another place, another person, another situation right away? Or do I need to sit and with God and get some get a control of myself since I've been abused in church? Do I need to go directly to another church? Well, for, for when it comes to church abuse and church hurt, that you would want to find another church. But when you do find that other church, you do just want to sit. You don't want to get so involved in doing whatever, um, say like for me, for instance, going to another church where they had a burdening you with so many activities and things to do, you kind of start to resent going to church and resent the Lord and you don't want to do that so if you have been placed in something like that or something different just say the abuse is slightly different you just want to go to a church where you can go and you can get taught and then eventually work yourself to the Bible study if you do nothing else sit in the Bible study so you can ask questions you don't have to participate in all the other activities that they're doing but you want to sit before you get involved and then take your time if you are led to get back involved in activities search that out take your time to research what it is what's going to be required of you so that when you go into some of these things you're not overwhelmed sometimes we take on things and we think oh I can do it I'm superwoman I'm superman but then when you look at what is being required of you it's so overwhelming you really can't pull that off without other people assisting you Mm -hmm. so you have to make that choice and when you said comfortable in the abuse I don't think that it's comfortability that anybody would be comfortable in the abuse Mm -hmm. they just don't know how to leave and every time I say it yes the answer is to leave the situation but it is so much harder 
than leaving. You have to be able to plan out your steps. You have to be able to know what you're going to do because everything, whether you're leaving a church or a relationship, you've got to have a plan. You can't just jump up, I'm, I'm leaving. And where are you going? Where, right. where, where are you? What's the plan when you leave? If you leave a domestically violent situation with a husband who is making all the money, who is taking care of you, he's providing for you, so you leave. Great. Where are you going? Are right. you going to a shelter? Are you going to a friend? You got money? Right. You got just have you planned? Have you planned right. what church you're going to? Right. And I guess the same situation. They provide provide spiritual, emotional, same thing, different person, uh, but their leadership becomes like a husband or a wife providing the. Uh, a spiritual uh, a provision support. So where are you going to go? And I like what you said. And I said, and I think the first step. Okay, our first giant step, if it was an umbrella, is is open your umbrella and leave. Okay. Now the second step, what I hear you saying is, if you're going to go somewhere, and we suggest that you do, don't blame the church, don't blame God, blame the leadership. If you leave, go somewhere. One, because of what I, we have experienced, just go to Bible study. Don't start going to the services. Uh-huh. Because a lot of times the services are emotionally charged. And believe it or not, some leaderships are skilled at seeing, you know, I like to use this word, blood in the water. So you come in, you start crying. You start sitting there. They, they could tell that you're not on the same page as everybody else. So now they focus on you and start feeding on you. You know what I'm saying? And they think right, that... They're praying for you. They're praying on yeah, you. Yeah, they're, they're praying for you. They come straight at you. And part of the praying, P-R-E-Y, on you is now get you to come, get you to join, and get you to work. Mm-hmm. But you still hurt. Right. And they don't know that the work that you give them may be the same situation in which you was abused mm-hmm. so our second suggestion is if you're going to go to church and we do suggest that you go to a bible teaching church not miracle land not deliverance land not breakthrough land not none of that sit down and go to a bible teaching church and I'm going to say this line by line verse by verse Precept upon precept. Not let the Bible tell you what it's talking about. Okay? You should be able to follow your teacher from week to week. Because if they're teaching line by line and verse by verse, even if you didn't go for a week, you should know that if you're in Romans or John, they're still in that and all you need to do is read ahead. Okay? Sit there. Now, next question, Tanika, we got that. Leave, go to a Bible teaching church, go to Bible study, just sit there, don't attend the services, don't get involved in activities, even though your flesh may want to. Um, You've been to Bible study, you're sitting there. Um, Let me ask, I had a question I forgot now. You've been to Bible study, you're sitting there, you're going, you're going through the Bible, you're, you're going, you're getting your, you're getting refilled with the knowledge of God and Jesus. You're still emotionally tired. You 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 know. Do you, at any point, come before that new congregation that you've been sitting at Bible study? Let me. Well, let me do it another way. The place where you get your Bible study is it necessarily the place where you have to join the church? 
No. Do you feel ob- should no. you feel obligated because you've been sitting there so long to join that church? Right, but sometimes sometimes you're you're going to get Bible study at somewhere that, somewhere that's not the church you're going to, which that's fine too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So as long as you're getting fed, I mean, you know, Bible study is, is so important so that like you said, you can make sound choices and when you know and you correct yourself like, oh wow, that's incorrect. Because you've been in your word and you've been studying what the Lord would have you to know and the Holy Spirit is convicting you like, okay, I realize that whatever I'm in is wrong. We're going to go ahead and make a plan to do a change. So just because you go to worship at one place and establishment doesn't mean that you have to get your Bible study from there because perhaps the Bible study teaching that they're doing is not as robust and sound as another place. I wouldn't say that everything has to be at the same table. You have to get your food here. You have to mm-hmm. get you this here. You got to get you your dessert. I wouldn't say that because sometimes that don't work out too well if you're already being hurt and you've said this is a new church, but I don't really want to try the Bible study. I want to try the Bible study over here. If it works for you, do where you're being led to go and don't let people for you. Well, how come you don't go to my Bible study? We got Bible study every Tuesday. Why are you going to them? Bible study on Wednesday. Do what you feel because that's when we start to falter because then we don't go where the Lord's leading. He said the Lord might be leading you to go to that Bible study on Wednesday and the one on Tuesday is not for you. That's mm-hmm. just not adequate for you. Mm-hmm. And you go to that one. Then you're like, why did I even come here? Like, this is not even conducive to what I want. You need to go where the Lord would have you to go because He knows what you need and He knows what kind of Bible study you need. Some of us need a more academic, strong that requires us to do some work, work. And then some of us need a little bit lighter, you know, something different. But However, the Lord leads you go with that and don't let people and your emotions have you sway. Well, I probably should go there because this is the new church. No, we don't want to do that because you're not being obedient to where the Lord is leading you. Mm-hmm. And 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 then break the uh, the curse of the. And I, and I would say one of the things that you need to break to break away is break the curse of the lottery God. Meaning that a lot of times when you go to these churches. They want you to start giving of your finances to be blessed, and you need to break that. You need to break that. Uh, God owes you something because really, what they're telling you is, if you do this, God will do that. And it, we're not in that economy anymore right now. It's not really that that quid pro quo type of situation that Israel had. You know what I'm saying? Israel had that kind of situation. And I think when you when you when you break away and you go sit, just sit, just sit and. Sit and learn, and uh, and uh, like I say, stay away from the activities. Uh, one more question, and we I know we could talk about this all day. How important is prayer, your personal prayer life, at this time? And should you bring in other people to pray with you? So I'm gonna go with the first one first. How important do you think your personal prayer life is during your time of we're gonna call it transition? Well, it's. If you don't, if you are going through anything 
abusive, whether church, relationship, family, your prayer life has to be strong. Even if you get up in the morning and you only pray for a minute, you have to make time to pray. It is of the utmost importance. You will not be able to get through anything without having that communication with the Lord. You cannot get through it. I'm going to tell you like I was going through. You cannot, cannot get through none of this hard stuff and come out on the other side without talking to your Lord. You cannot. I don't know how some people get to their day without nothing. So I read the word that you didn't pray a lick. I don't need to pray. You know, I'm good. I'm straight. So you, you haven't talked to him. You spent some time with him. I mean, there is something very powerful about when you let the Lord know, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this situation, but I know you're here. Lord, I don't know how I'm going to get away from this person or this church, but Lord, I know you're here, and I'm going to keep talking to you, and I'm going to keep praying, I'm going to keep asking, I'm going to keep seeking, because I need your help, and I cannot do it by myself, for you don't have nobody else who's going to help you. No human being can help you in a situation where they don't have no power. They don't have no power. All they can do is tell you, you better leave. Okay, we got that. But you talk to the one who can make the change, and he will provide a way out. He always does. Even when it's so bleak, so dark, so black, you just look around, and you're in a big pile of mud and crap at the same time. You step in one spot, you think it's mud, it's still crap. You think it's mud, you still step in. And he's the one that says, you know what? I'm going to make a way out. Watch. Watch what the Lord does. But when you don't have any prayer, I will be sad for that person because you have no recourse. Reading the scripture is one thing, but you got to read scripture and pray at the same time. You need both to combat what you're going through because sometimes when you're in spiritual warfare, there is no way to press through if you're not communicating to the Heavenly Father and let Him know the situation is dire. And Lord, I need you to intervene, please. So would you say prayer is like the flashlight that helps you see through the stuff Lack of a lack of the word I really want to say that prayer is the, the the means by which God has given us because he did say he would always provide a way for us to escape. He said he'll be a light unto our feet and a lamp unto our path. So prayer puts us in position to see the other side or get to the right. other side. And, right. and, and and you know one thing I heard you say and one thing I I'm I'm, I'm I wanted to say behind what you just said is once God shows you the out. Let's go back to old earthly saying, you could take a you could take a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Once he gives you the out, even though it hurts your flesh, if you don't take it, he is under no obligation to continue to give you outs. Right. Because you're making the decision not to take the out. You're making the decision to stay in a manipulated church. You're making the decision to stay in a church who folk who functions and focuses on programming that you pay for and you're not really getting any spiritual benefit out of it or not. I'm going to tell you something, saints. God is not going to ask you about how many programs your church had. Okay? How many harvest breakfasts, how many pastor's anniversaries. He's not going to ask you none of those questions. He's going to ask you personally, what did you do to save some souls? With the gospel that I gave you. You know. Yeah. Prayer. Great. Okay. So we gave you three things to do. Okay. Uh, I want to end on this. Uh, Tanika. Uh, give me. 
some give me some things to watch for if I'm in a uh, manipulative abusive relationship behavior wise like uh, controlling the finances you know and, it, and it's kind of funny because if when I, when I think about this they match up abusive spouses relationship like your church you know some churches say they don't want you to go sit at another church they don't want you to go visit another church mm-hmm. so you know the husband that's an abuser he don't want you to, to, to have any interaction with anybody else or especially your other family members you know so give me some things that you think that that are common to abusive relationships that are general across the board well what you just talked about so I'll just name four because okay. there's way more but I'll name four okay power okay. when someone exhibits their power and authority over you they know that you know that they're in charge so you had better listen to whoever is in charge bishop husband whoever it is you know first lady they throw that power tile around like oh well first lady said not to such and such well then there you go now you've got that power thing and they've lorded it over you and because you are just a lame little sheep you have better listen because i got all authority that's been given to me in this church house so we gotta watch that then the next one number two control along with power they have control over you the control leads to manipulation you do such and such i want you to do this don't forget to give me that i need more money from you you didn't give that and then they start to lay the pressure so with the power and control they work hand in hand you can't have one without the other because they the power exemplifies the control in your life however they want to do it then there's another one with the money the power control the money they they control your money they control you and they've got the power over you and then the other thing that you were talking about not going to a church isolation they keep you isolated into whatever they are doing if they tell you oh yeah you can't go to bishop such and such church because they have a good ah you should know from just those four things you're in a situation that um requires you to uh, remove yourself from that situation because the power, the control, the money, the isolation, all those is a breeding ground for manipulation and spiritual abuse to the highest of the highs. And if you don't know it, you're going to experience it because then they're going to start leaning on you with money. They're going to come to you, hey, we got to leave out this church a $1,000. Y'all better put up the money. Hey, we got this bingo thing. I need $25 from you. Hey, church anniversary, I'm going to need 100 Oh, don't forget your pledge of $900. They are coming at you in all kinds of forms and because you feel so under the pressure like man I gotta figure out how to come up with $900 $100, $25, I gotta figure out that and I gotta come up with tithes and offerings oh god what am I gonna do and then you're just so hard pressed to do all this stuff they know what they're saying they know what they're doing but they need that money they yeah. need that power and, and, they need that control and they do the over taxation that the Jews were doing back in back in Judaism because they had the they had the the offerings they had the sacrifices they had the temple tax they had the temple gate tax they tax 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 and we find the modern day church using the Jewish system of of tithing to tax yes. the people plus like i said the anniversary, the pastor's birthday, and so on and so forth, and keep on going every month in your pocket for something. And you believe God is, is there? And pr- your motive is good, but 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 you got to think about this. You can't pay God off. And then with that, I'm gonna give you one more. 
guilt. Because if you don't participate at the level that you believe everybody else is, you are told to feel guilty. You should be ashamed of yourself because, you know, this is what we do. And and raising tradition above scripture. Every church, every church economy has traditions. And traditions are the basically what the people have come to do to fellowship and feel one with each other, other than the word. But I'm going to say this to you. If you feel that if you don't participate in one of the traditions and you be made to feel guilty other than learning the word of God. I've never seen a church make a person feel guilty for not learning scripture. Have you? No, I haven't. <laughs> you know, they don't lay the hammer on you because you didn't learn, you know, uh, Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. We used to recite that <coughs> in the beginning. And it's, it's kind of funny because it took them a minute to get it. And I, I laugh because that scripture if, I, if, if I'm going to make somebody feel guilty, I'm going to make you feel guilty for not learning scripture and not paying attention to the lesson, if that's what you want to do. You shouldn't make them feel guilty at all. But but if you find most churches make you feel guilty for not willingly, willingly participating in the abuse or being taken advantage of, again, 90% of the time, it comes to your money. And once they get to your money, depending on their your leader's sexual preference, a lot of times, as we've seen, it leads to sexual manipulation and abuse too. You know, because all that goes hand in hand. You know what I'm saying? I sure do. Yeah, so uh, as you guys continue to inbox me, I hope this helps you and get you started. Definitely praying for those who've been abused um, by uh, clergy. And matter of fact, Tanika, I'm going to pray. Then if you want to pray, I'm going to pray for those you know, who are being abused or in these church situations. Lord, you know, I come to you and ask for forgiveness. And I ask that this word goes out to those who are in situations that they are being abused by their leadership and clergy. Lord, you never intended the church house, the place where we come fellowship and worship you together to be anything other than the sanctuary where a person to be safe. Well, Lord, due to the world and sin creeping into the church, it's become a rat hole, a place that, that people can be abused, not lifted up. The people that are uncomfortable situations should get a comforting word. A people who are discouraged should come to get encouraged. The people who are full of sin come to get sanctified and filled and saved and full of the Holy Ghost. Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus, your son who died for all the things that go wrong in the world. Lord, I ask that you give these people who are in these situations the power, the strength, and the courage to remove themselves from any abusive situation, whether it's psychological, spiritual, social, or physical. Lord, you give them the avenue. You give them the prayer life, and you give them the word, which is sharper than any two-edged sword that can cut through it. And Lord, teach them how to pray, that they can actually pray their way and receive instructions from you on how to get out. And Lord, let them walk into the light. Let them see the door that you have opened for them and let them grab the handle and take the first step to be free.
from the abuse of the church house that claims to be yours, but is really a den of thieves and a place where the wolves in sheep's clothing take advantage of your sheep. And Lord, for the leader or leaders who are allowing this to go on in their church, Lord, you can deal with them. And I ask that you deal with them quickly because they are hurting your sheep. Because you said, woe to the shepherd who scatters my sheep. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray. Protect us. Amen. Tanika, Amen. you have a prayer? Okay. Yeah, I'll pray too. Um, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, uh, we come before you today, Lord, just lifting up all those who find themselves in these situations, Lord, that are harming them. Lord, I pray that they would be strong and courageous and not afraid of those who terrify them, or that you would give them the courage and to be brave and bold enough to leave those situations which are not for them, and Lord, that they can have hope and know that Lord you leave and you go before them and that you will never leave them nor forsake them so Lord I just ask that for all those who are in authority Lord that you would open their eyes to the abuse that they might be inflicting and if they see it Lord that they don't condone it that they don't keep allowing it to happen and Lord I just thank you for all of the saints that are out here Lord that you just be with each and every one of them individually and collectively as a whole Lord I thank you for it in the name of your son Jesus. I pray. Amen. Amen. This is Pastor Jay along with Tanika Drake. We always want you to be encouraged, be blessed, and be at peace, and always remember to walk in truth. And Tanika, what do you say? Remember to be blessed and motivated and always inspired to do what God has laid on your heart. Amen. So, all right. Keep the emails coming. We'll try to answer them uh, and uh, look forward to 2020 and hopefully. We prayerfully hope, we hope that you guys are really benefiting from these just talks. I mean, we real people. We're not famous. We just talk to real people, you know, at the bottom of the rung, in the middle of the rung. And we just thank God for this opportunity and continue to listen. And you guys have a blessed day. Peace. Thank you for listening in today to Let Us Reason Together broadcast with Dr. James Sutton. You may send letters of prayerful support and your tax-deductible financial gift to Walk in Truth, 7852 Milan Avenue, St. Louis, Missouri, 63130. If you are in need of prayer or would like to contact the ministry, call us at 314-629-0024. You can also visit the ministry website at www.walkintruthministries.com or email us at witmin at yahoo.com. And be sure to check us out at Walk in Truth Ministries on Facebook and Walk in Truth Radio SoundCloud. Be sure to tune in next week for another thought-provoking broadcast from Let Us Reason Together.